the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. All right, Craig, thank you. It's uh, Thursday, December 7th, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. You have um, been hearing us talk a lot in the last few months about very serious allegations coming out of uh, San Luis Obispo High School. Uh, Allegations of misbehavior and inappropriate uh, comments and allegations of a cover-up by faculty, staff, administration. And we have heard in particular about one case involving a young woman. Uh, that young woman is with us today. We're just going to call her Jane. Her mom is here. We're going to call her mom. Dad will be joining us shortly. We'll call him dad. Uh, anyway, uh, we've got uh, Jane. We've got mom. Nice to see you both. Thank, Thank you. you for coming in. Thank you. Uh, Jane, I just will start with a general question with you. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing good. I take it day by day, but obviously I'm strong with it. I'm getting support um, from my family and all of that. But yeah, just taking it day by day. I'm glad everything that's getting out. And you graduated? Yes, I graduated this last year. All right. Um, So on the off chance that people don't know this story, we should just kind of walk through it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to imagine, I don't know you, but I'm going to imagine that you went to Slow High like everybody else. I did, And this is going to be your... Great time. It's yeah. going to be high school. Yes. All right. Yeah. When did when did the warning signs start for you? Yeah. So junior year, it's kind of just where I think the relationship of like me grew, just talking with the teacher. And I think junior year was totally normal. Summer came, starting my senior year, you know, had all my friends, everything was going good. And senior year is when I really started to notice that things being said were not okay. Things he would say to friends, people, etc. But yeah, I think the end of middle of senior year is when it all started to play out. What kind of things were being said? Um, just things that you don't say to a teenage girl being a grown man. Um, just talking about their bodies. Um, just things like we should do outside of school once we turn 18. Just not appropriate in the school. And were you aware of other students who were being subjected to this, or was it just you? Uh, yes, I would see it. I'd be in there at lunchtime, break, etc., hearing my friends getting talked about, him talking to my friends, to me, everything. And the him we were referring to Mr. Brandau? We're referring to Mr. Brandau, yes. Okay. So how long did this go on for before anything happened? Uh, now that I look back, it happened my junior year. I just don't think I thought about it in that way. It was senior year that I really started thinking, like, wow, this isn't okay. So when, at what point did mom get involved? At what point did you go to your parents? Yeah, so I'd say it was around... October? Um, I can yeah. kind of yeah. jump in. Mom, um, jump in. How this all came about and was on October 19th, I received a parent square, which is the, you know, the reporting system the school uses to communicate with parents about attendance and notes and things coming up. And it had said that Macy had missed a class. And so I immediately was concerned because we had talked about attendance that year. And I gave her a call and she was so upset I couldn't understand what she was saying um, she said I'm I, I can't talk I can't talk and she was with her sister she's I'm with you know my sister and I just can't talk mom right now I gotta go and so I immediately hung up the phone and I called my my oldest daughter who um, attends Cal Poly 
And I just said, hey, what is going on? Is your sister okay? And she's like, mom, I don't know if she's okay. Um, we gave her water. She's laying down. We're trying to help her. But she's like, she can't breathe. Um, stuff's going down with Brandau. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, Miss Dellinger, Desiree Dellinger, the assistant principal, called me see into the office um, yesterday and talked with her about um, Brandau being inappropriate. And I was like, excuse me, because we did not know that. That's the first time you're finding out about mm-hmm. it. And so um, immediately I told my daughter, I'll call you back. And I got off the phone and I emailed Miss Dellinger through um, our school email because um, I work for the school district. And I told her that I needed her to call me immediately, that I had some concerns over something I was hearing. What was your reaction? Um, at the moment, I was instantly sick to my stomach. I like was all of a sudden just sweating. I looked at another adult in my classroom and just said, I need to step out. Um, my husband and I, when we reflect on Macy's junior year, she would come home and say things that were said in class and talk about having lunch in this teacher's classroom. And honestly, some of it did feel like, ooh, yeah, that feels kind of weird. But my teacher brain went to, we were coming off of COVID. People mm-hmm. were talking about build relationships with students, mm-hmm. go the extra mile. You know, so a lot of teachers were having lunch with students. and. Again, when I would ask other people about Jeff Brandau, they would say, oh, he's so well-liked. He's one of the most favorite teachers. He's a coach. Oh, all the kids love him. Um, Yeah, he's just a good, you know, but nobody talked about the kind of person he was. They talked about him as how the kids liked him and how he was viewed by the children. Right, and just to be consistent, let's call her Jane. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. So, so no, you're fine. So, uh, So, Jane, what was it that triggered this event? Meaning like the, the, the call to your mother. Oh, yeah. So I think it was just so I went to this party and I'm from school. Oh, a school party. If it was one of my friends. Oh, from school. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you went home from school. Yeah. Like, when I came home from school, I went to my room and I think just that night I knew I had to tell my mom and everything to get it out. But I think as it was all just piling up, stuff was getting out at school. People were talking. I just you know, I couldn't keep it into myself anymore. And I needed to get my parents involved. So word was getting out around school. Yes. People were texting me. I was getting talked to in the hallway, stopped during class. My teachers daily would ask me if I'm okay. Just they well, even and, knew. And prior to that, that day, what, what made her end up going to her sister's dorm was that she realized in order to walk to her next class, she was going to be passing by Jeff Brandau's classroom. And... Um, at this point, he was still trying to talk with her, and she she just now we, now we've identified it that she had a panic attack, and she just went and sat in her car, and she didn't she had told us um, she didn't think she could make it home, and so the closest person that she knew she could go see was her sister. Yeah. So just to clarify, without digging too deep, is this comments that he made, texts that he sent, physical movement? Yes. What was going on that? Everybody's talking in school about you. Uh, Pretty much everything. People started hearing about the stuff said, and then then the messages got out when I was at this event part or this party for my friends. The text messages were seen, and instantly a day later, everything started getting talked about around school. I couldn't go anywhere with people talking about stuff. Stuff was getting made up like crazy, like stuff that me and Brando did together that I've never even heard of. It was just insane. Yeah. 
How are your friends now? You have them? Um, you know, I lost a lot. Um, I have like probably three or four from my senior year that mm. I talked to, but all of them kind of showed who they were. You know what I mean? Like, no one have really talked to me anymore. Never got apologies or anything. No because, support. Because Mr. Brandau was so popular. He was the teacher. Literally, after it all got out, he, they went to the, his class every day for lunch when he when everything got out and they went to his class every day for lunch and I would just walk by and be like, it's just crazy to see that they like know that he, what he's doing and what he's saying and they'll just go there and hang out with them, but he's a teacher. All right, a short break. We'll come back with uh, Jane and mom and I want mom to tell the story about the response from the school district when she raised her concerns. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. Stay with us. All right, we're here with Jane recent graduate of uh, San Luis High School. Her mom is here. We're going to hear from dad after news at the bottom of the hour. They have uh, filed a lawsuit for reasons that they are explaining now. So um, in the first segment, Jane was off to high school like so many other young people, and it was supposed to be the best time of their lives. And then, according to her, uh, miss, uh, inappropriate behavior on the part of a faculty member the parents find out about it. So, Mom, let me come to you. Uh, obviously, you and your husband are concerned, and you reach out to the school district. What happened? Um, I had emailed Desiree Dellinger, the assistant principal, um, and asked her to call me. And she responded that she was currently in a meeting, and she would get back to me in about 30 minutes. Um, through multiple emails she sent back that just kept extending that time, um, she finally called me back at about 4.30 or 5 o'clock that afternoon. I was in the grocery store. Of course, I wasn't going to have this deep conversation walking the aisles. And I just kind of heard her side of her telling me that they had just a conversation with Jane and that, um, you know, they had some concerns, but they were just asking her some questions. And she made it sound very kind of nonchalant. I got off the phone with her. I went home. Um, I talked with my daughter and very quickly kind of realized that the stories really misaligned. Um, the reaction and the conversation that I was having with my daughter was not the same tone and description that was given to me by Desiree Dellinger. And, you know, your your mom, red flags go up. Sure. And, and to be honest with you, Dave, um, in working with the school district, I, I tried to assume the best of everybody for quite a long time. Um, that night we happened to be at a Cal Poly soccer game and um, my husband and I were visibly shaken. And a friend of ours um, had just kind of recommended that we talk to an attorney. Um, he felt like it was really inappropriate that they talked to our daughter and never called us. So um, that night, um, we confirmed that's probably the best route to take. The next day um, was a normal work day for me. Macy stayed home, or, I'm sorry, Jane stayed home from school. And um, during the day, my um, husband actually connected with a local attorney um, through a mutual friend. At the end of that day, um, there were several emails that went back and forth um, from myself to the school. On the Wednesday that this all took place, where I found where I found out, I had emailed the school that I wanted a meeting immediately. Well, after that night and talking with people about um, getting protection for Macy, I emailed the school the next morning and told them that um, we 
we wanted to hold off on the meeting, and then we also did not want Jeff Brandau or any school official to talk to her without a lawyer or a parent present. We felt that was really important. And how'd they respond? Mr. Dickinson, the high school principal, sent a page email back in which he didn't apologize. He countered every point that I made trying to justify it or explain what their what their point or their intention was. Um, for example, I had mentioned in my email that Jeff Brandau had told my daughter one day when she walked into class that it must be tits out, ass out day. And Mr. Dickinson in an um, email responded that they had asked Jane, are you sure he wasn't trying to dress code you in a friendly manner? That's how you dress code somebody in a friendly manner? Yeah. How old, um, how old were you at the time? 17. You could be arrested in some states for Absolutely. saying that. Absolutely. Um, as, as, as far as I'm concerned, the more we find out about this, I think that um, that you sh there there potentially could have been reason for him to, for him to be arrested. So the emails went on, um, and basically at that point, um, we really felt like if they had wanted us to know about this conversation, had they wanted us to know about this situation, the right thing would have been to call us and say, hey, you know, we've got to have a conversation with Jane. It's kind of a, a thick conversation. Would you like to come sit in the office so you can drive her home? Um, or during the conversation saying, hey, mom, you know, we have to talk to Jane. We have to ask her some questions. Can you just come in and be a part of it? But instead, the district had that conversation with our daughter, sent her driving home, and decided not to call us that night or the next morning or the day. And to this day, Dave, despite what Dr. Prater told the Tribune that a school administrator called us immediately, no school administrator has ever called us regarding that meeting. Hmm. All right, just to be clear here, because there's so much we could talk about. With the lawsuit, what are you trying to accomplish? We want change. Um, this this should have never happened. I know that there are situations where out of the blue, something like this happens and you could not have seen it coming. If you look at Jeff Brandau's behavior in the past 10 to 12 years and beyond, even in San Diego, from what he's implied to other adults in his life, he has had inappropriate conduct with adults and students his entire teaching career. Right, but what is it that you're trying to accomplish? Do you, um, you want money? Do you want... N no. I mean, unfortunately, money is what changes things, right. and that is what attorneys work for. No, um, first and foremost, I want something in the handbook that says you cannot interview and talk with children about these kinds of things without letting their parents know ahead of time. Macy could, Jane could have been so upset at that conversation, she could have come home, thought her life was ending, and killed herself, and we would have never known why. Luckily, she felt like she could go to her sister, she, she could talk to us about it. But well, let's okay. hear from Jan on that. Is, is your mom correct? You? She is correct. I mean, I know so many people with mental illness that this could have, you know, messed up their whole life or their whole existence, and they could have gone home and hurt themselves or done God knows what. And I'm lucky I was strong enough and had a family that could support me. So, what was your senior year like? Because this initial is in October and he's not removed until March. Yeah. So you had to go through all that. Uh, yeah. So literally. From October to the end of the year, um, the year it was just, I luckily we had two foreign exchange students, so they were like my people for the entire year. But yeah, the year is pretty much how it sounds. I went to school, tried to get out of there as soon as I could. None of my friends would talk to me. 
Um, yeah, it was really hard. But yeah, I mean, I got through it. I just stayed by day. I missed a lot of school. I just couldn't deal with it. But yeah, it was hard. But all right. So I want to make sure before the news break, Mom, I want to. All this is going down in October. Brandel's not removed until March. Why the delay? That's a really good question. The district is saying that the delay was based on them not having what they've just quoted to the Tribune as factual information. However, the um, factual information was given to them. They're, they, they're choosing not to believe what they were given or determining, as Dr. Prater quoted, um, as weak evidence. Yeah, he, uh, I got the quote here. Dr. Prater told the Tribune the initial evidence we saw was pretty weak. So I guess my question to the community is, um, is any evidence against somebody saying these things and acting this way towards adults and minors on campus weak evidence? Um, I mean, they, they said it themselves. They determined it was weak. Um, and instead of protecting Jane and taking him off campus until they determined if everything could be cooperated or, or, or determined to be not weak or factual, um, they chose to keep him on campus so he could go on and win his CIF championship as a basketball coach. Is that what you think was going on, Jane? Honestly, I don't know what they're thinking. There was so many things that I showed them and I told them and there was proof right in front of them. And you showed them the text messages. She took screen. Miss Dellinger took screenshots of my phone. Um, they have all the messages. I gave out everything because I was so nervous and scared. They knew everything. God knows why they kept him on campus. I could not tell you why. I remind folks that Cal Coast News has an opinion piece by Kalina Ruskin, who's not a student. She was a staff member. And according to her op-ed piece, she had been complaining about uh, Jeffrey uh, Brandau since 2012. You saw that uh, piece, Mom. What was your reaction? Were you surprised? No. Um, if you if you go back through um, editorials and people coming forward, I think on last count there have been five or six adult individuals who have come forward, and maybe not in the news, but with us and with other community members and with our attorneys, who have said they had similar experiences where it started as a friendship, let's go catch a beer after work, to late night phone calls of where Jeff Brandau would text these women and say, come meet me at a bar, I find you attractive. Um, this has happened for the last 10 years um, ritually with him. Um, this isn't a one-time thing. And that, that goes back to the district knew um, that the people up in up in the admin office, they knew, they received letters. And um, so shockingly, no, how sad it is. It wasn't a surprise at all. You think it was a cover-up? You know, like I said at the beginning, I was really trying to assume the best. These people at the district office have been um, mentors and leaders um, for me. Um, but yes, I... I wouldn't have used the word cover-up until last Thursday when Dr. Prater made the statement to the Tribune, um, because when I highlighted the things that I knew were not true in that statement, almost the entire document was yellow. Um, for him to say that admi administrators called us immediately when they pulled Jane into the office is a lie. To say that they didn't have factual evidence is a lie. I think what happened is I think people got scared and I think that they knew that this potentially could get so big that if they could just keep it covered up, maybe one more time it would go away. All right, I do not want our listeners to go away. We've got news and traffic and weather. We'll come back with Jane. We're gonna bring dad in for a little bit. Let's talk about the lawsuit that's uh, been filed and the reasoning behind it. All that straight ahead. This is Hometown Radio.
We're talking about the civil lawsuit that's been filed against San Luis Coastal Unified School District. We've got Jane here, the student. Uh, we've heard from the mom. Let's bring Dad into the conversation. Dad, how are you? Great. How are you? All right. Pull that microphone just a little bit closer to you, sir. So, uh, geez, what's it been like for you? Uh, it's been pretty difficult having um, my daughter go through this situation and you know watch so much of her life crumble and for her to still be grinning and making life look like it's uh like she's having a good time with it uh it's tough to watch my wife um own that that she has the guilt that you know she should have seen it earlier uh she also works for the school district so that's been difficult in that you know these are people she's admired and looked up to and she has to uh be in an environment where they're always around. Luckily, she loves her school. She loves her principal, and she loves her students. But um, it's difficult. Do you still have faith in sending a child to San Luis High? There's great teachers. Uh, the administration, I have no faith in. They uh, they've had an opportunity to uh, to handle this situation for a number of years. Uh, not just with Brandau. We've heard stories of other teachers in the past that have uh, retired early. And um, I. Uh, you mean teachers like Charlie Deeds? Just from the articles that I read, correct? Yeah. But, you know, they, they've had these opportunities to do the right thing. They, they preach these big, bold statements like accountability, but um, they're talking points. That's all for show. And so it's, uh, it needs to change. I've had several teachers email me in the last 24 hours copies of the handbook, and I don't have it in front of me, but it makes pretty clear that they claim to have a zero-tolerance policy. No texting. All, all communication should be, uh, be able to be verified by two people. That's why you can only communicate through Parent Square. And uh, as soon as you break that ability, I mean, he communicated directly with my daughter without us knowing anything about it. Her biggest worry about it, in the beginning was she didn't want to ruin his life. And, uh, you know, he had, he had messed her up. Just he... Jane, if you don't mind talking about that, I, I, I find that pretty interesting. Yeah. You're, you're, you're being subjected to all this and you're what, 16, 17 at the time. Yeah. You shouldn't have to be subjected to this, but you're thinking, oh, geez, I don't want to cause trouble for this guy. No, yeah, I think it was just seeing how people reacted to him and saw him. They saw him as like, you know, oh my gosh, this guy's so cool. Everybody loved him. I didn't want to be the one that every years of stuff, like people hiding stuff from him was the reason. It was because of me. Like, he's going to go, like, get over, like, you know, nobody's going to protect him anymore. And it was all just, I felt so guilty, but. And how do you feel today? I don't feel guilty at all. I think I'm so happy that I was strong enough and I had a supportive like, parents and everything to just teach me that this is the right thing to do. Nobody should ever get away with stuff like this. And what do you want to happen to Mr. Brandau if these allegations turn out to be true? Let's just be yeah. fair here. Um, I hope that Mr. Brandau, um, he loses his teaching credential. I know he got fired, but he hasn't lost his teaching credential that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, I think that's ridiculous. I think I want... You know, I just want Brandon to really like think about what he's done to people in the past and he can't hide anymore. I think so many people are just covering for him and it's just, it's all coming out. Yeah. Uh, so, Dad, uh, this uh, critical uh, October uh, events. So, what should the school district have done as a parent? What would you like to see them in handling this? 
at first notification from their uh, their service, letting them know that a student's been uh, incorrectly communicated with. They should have reached out to us before they even had a conversation with Macy. Oh, I'm sorry, with Jane. Uh, that should <laughs> right. have been number one. Uh, the fact that they didn't, the fact that they told, Miss Dellinger told Macy to, um, does your parents know about this? She's like, no, let's keep it like this till we get more figured out. That's absurd. And the fact that they say that did not happen, it would not be something that when Macy would make up or Jane would make up. That's right. It's just, it's very yeah. difficult. <laughs> so frustrating. Well, and again, not to beat this into the ground, but you've got evidence. I it's mean, not just, there's, hey, dad, this happened, and my word against his word. You've got... I mean, yeah, there's no reason I would even make this stuff up. I mean, I liked him as a teacher. I thought he was a great teacher, and seeing that everything come out, I mean, why would I just choose to lie about all this? And the stuff that I've shown them, people have seen it, people have heard it. I literally have actual evidence in my hand, and I'm handing it over. It's just ridiculous. And there are other women who have come forward uh, over time. Yes, exactly. And, and getting back to him being a great teacher... The point of that was, if you wanted an A, all you had to do was ask yeah. him for an A. It, it wasn't that he was teaching you he any never type of... Yeah. 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 Like, teacher was an overstatement. He more... When I'm just junior year, I would sit in his class. We had a student teacher at the time, and Mr. Brandau would be sitting in the back of the room with his legs up on the desk, just on his phone, when we had a student teacher teach everything. He's and on the phone? He's does. That's all he does. Mm. And... Then the student teacher would be teaching the class. When the student teacher got, you know, just left, um, Mr. Brandau, he would just give us textbook assignments, but really just sit back there. It was never really teaching. And during his class, you could talk to him. You could do whatever you wanted. Um, one time I had like a C in his class, and it was like the end of the trimester, and I needed a better grade. So me and like two other people asked, hey, jokingly, hey, you should give us an A. We look in the grade book later that night. We all have A's and B's. It's just matter of you could literally do pretty much whatever you wanted in that class you could ask for whatever you wanted well no wonder he's so popular that, exactly and people wonder like why he, they want him junior year it's just he was the it teacher just for that reason and speaking of a student teacher wow. that gentleman was no longer asked to come back to slow high because he was talking a student and that's a different story going on right now yeah uh, right, just to be clear in the narrative here did mom and dad ever have a chance to meet with Dr. Prater directly? No. Did you want that? No. Okay, so you didn't want it? No. Not, they, they already proved, uh, they proved what they wanted out of the situation. They wanted to cover up, and they wanted to make it go away. So in, it's too late in the game now? Oh, so far past. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back for a final segment with my guests. We're live. We're local. This is Hometown Radio. All right, I haven't been trying to exclude you from the conversation, but I wanted to give the parents and our student a chance to be heard. If you want in, we would need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830. On the text line, uh, we've got a teacher here, and we won't identify her, but she's got a question for Jane. In an effort to be proactive, what advice would Jane give to students now? And I, let me elaborate. If you had to do it over again, what would you have done differently? Um, I would speak up sooner. When you have a gut feeling about something, just sh do you know share it immediately, even if it's hard. It needs to happen. It needs to be done, even if it's going to change somebody's life or it's going to change something. It needs to be said and done as soon as possible. 
What advice would you give, Mom? Um, well, I think this shows that if it were easy, everyone would do it. Um, when you have to um, say the hard things, it's going to change relationships. It's going to fracture relationships. It's going to change your life. But um, we keep telling Jane that she's paving the way for other people not have to have to go through this. And um, sometimes you have to be the one to step up, even if it's hard. Uh, another text coming in, uh, Jane, this listener wants you to know that you are young and are an inspiration. Your testimony, your truth has saved multiple young women that did not even know what they would possibly go through by being in the presence of this teacher. I'm sorry this happened to you, but your strength is saving potential future victims. That's an excellent point. Wow, yeah, that was... I mean, she is. If, so she, sweet, hadn't, yeah. if she hadn't spoken up... I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah. No, no we, we, we've, we agree. We've, um, we talk about it as a family all the time that um, this is changing lives, and it might be changing some people's lives, maybe not for the better, but um, we need to change the situation and the outcome yeah. for other people for the better. Yeah. All right. So uh, the, the, I go back to the October to March. It just happened to coincide with the basketball season. Am I being a cynic, Mom? Um, only if I'm being a cynic. Okay. Um, I think that that was one part of it. But I also reflect and think if they were going to get rid of him based on inappropriate behavior, that would have dated back to 2012. This has been reported. So I don't, my husband and I are baffled all the time about why he was still there. But I think um, there were some friendships and some handshakes and, um, yeah, no, but it did coincide with basketball season, and he was not only, you know, a CIF winning coach, he was named Coach of the Year, which is disgusting. Hmm. Uh, on the text line, a listener is asking if it's true you went to a basketball game in December to take photos of the coach. <laughs> well, absolutely, it okay. was true. Um, I did not have my camera up in his face. I had talked to my oldest daughter about... I was really worried about running into the Brandau family downtown or somewhere and not being able to handle it because, you know, we were kind of in the thick of it. And I said, you know, let's just go to a basketball game. I just want to be able to look at him to see him and know that I am okay. And we did. And it wasn't anything um, rude. We walked in. We went and sat on the bleachers with my daughter's friends. I did take my phone out. I did take pictures. Not one picture just has him in it. It's of the team. It's of them playing. However, um, we did receive an email, um, some email correspondence between Jeff Brandau and Mr. Dickinson, where the next day Jeff Brandau had emailed Mr. Dickinson that um, – Jane's mom and older sister came to the basketball game last night and were taking pictures of me, and it was very unsettling for my my family, and we were very shaken. You know, and like I said at the board meeting last night, that's, or the day before, that's, that's ridiculous because everybody takes pictures at the basketball game. And secondly, this gentleman was trying to have sex with my 17-year-old daughter, and this was unsettling. His wife... He himself, Mr. Dickinson, they need to realize how unsettling this entire situation has been for our family, for other people in our community, for Jane. Um, I don't really care that his family was unsettled at a basketball game. It was a public event, um, and what they should be more unsettled about is his behavior. You mentioned the uh, school board meeting this week. What happened at the school board meeting? You went, you spoke? And that's it. The what did you, you say? 
Um, basically, that um, everything that Dr. Prater, or most everything that Dr. Prater quoted to the Tribune um, on October, or I'm sorry, on November 29th, was a lie. Um, and it takes a lot for me to say that. Dr. Prater has been a mentor to me since I've worked in the district. But um, that is when, as we talked about, the word cover-up coming up. Um, we're in the lawsuit. This is going to end with a settlement. This is going to end with the district um, policies. But yet you're choosing right now, instead of saying, hey, we messed up. As a district, we did X, Y, and Z wrong. We mishandled the investigation. We really missed some red flags. Let us... Um, apologize. Let us move forward in a positive manner. Like they talk about leader in me in the schools. Let's be proactive. Let's begin with the end in mind. Let's, let's make sure this doesn't happen. But instead, um, they're choosing to lie and say things that are not true. Do you think Dr. Prater should resign? Um, at this point, I don't care what Dr. Prater does. Yes. I think the, the, um, the, the decision, the outcome I want to see is that Ms. Dellinger, Mr. Dickinson lose their jobs or move elsewhere. I think that Leslie O'Connor needs to go. Um, I think anybody who knew about this behavior and chose the side of being not coming forward and not being brave enough to say this is not okay doesn't need to be in, a, in, a, in education. Here's an interesting text. Speculation, but it's interesting. Would the bond have passed in November 2022 if the Brandau incident was made public in October 2022, since one of the issues was campus safety? That is a bingo. I absolutely think that's a flag, and we've talked about that as well. Um, I've absolutely been reading the comments on Reddit and other um, sources, and people are saying that they will not vote for another bond. Yeah, money's powerful, and unfortunately... Um, yeah, of course, that's probably a very big part of it. I think there are a lot of people who care about image, about image in this situation. Isn't that what this is all about? Mm -hmm. Well, it should be about kids. Win winning basketball program. Well, it should be about kids because, be. you know, everybody that was in touch with my daughter is a mandated reporter. And as a mandated reporter, as an educator, we don't determine if it's true or not. We report it and then somebody else does the investigation. So there are so many lines and rules that weren't followed here. Uh, Jane, I want to, as we start to wrap things up here, I want to, I want to end this on a positive note. Just take a minute. What are your plans? You're, you graduated. Did, you, did yeah. you plan to go to college? You're taking time off. Yeah. Has this incident affected what your plans were? Um, I don't think it's affected them. I think it's just made me more passionate to, you know, you know, stand up, be myself, and you know what I've have happened to me. Don't let it change to who I'm going to be. Um, yeah, so I'm not much of a school person. Um, I'm more of you know. I just want to travel. Um, I do modeling, so I've been traveling. I've been to Paris. I got to go to New York a few times. I did New York Fashion Week. So yeah, since I've graduated, I've accomplished a lot. I plan on moving to LA in like a few months, and I'm going to continue my career there. I plan on doing business marketing and all of that. But yeah, I'm keeping spirits high. I have great friends that I'm meeting all around the world that I've become super close with, and yeah. Have you ever, this has been going on for a while now, but have you ever asked yourself, why me? Why did he? All the time. Um, I think sometimes when I hear the articles or the news being said, I like have no reaction. I'm just kind of laying there listening, like, is this actually like about me or is this about another person? Because it feels so surreal. I feel like until I'm actually talking about it, I'm like, wow, this did happen to me. 
it's crazy that it happened to me, but I'm happy I was strong enough to deal with this situation. Um, it's been really hard, but, you know. I'm so it could have been you. It could have been the next young it, woman. It could have been, right. you know, so many of the other girls that talked to him last year. It could have been any one of them, and it just happened to be me out right. of the draw, yeah. But, but has any of the other students come forward to you and said, same same thing happened to me? Uh, yeah, I've had like two or three girls just in my grade that talked to me about it. But I've had girls from that graduated a few years ago talk to me about how they how Brandon made them feel as well, like graduates from two, three years ago. Did any of them come forward? Um, that's all stuff that they would go straight to my lawyer. They don't come to us. So, But our lawyer says that he's had lots of call-ins about so many cases of girls my age. I saw an ad on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Instagram, too. I think we're talking about the same one. Yeah, yeah. it's a law firm. Yeah, so the, um, you know, just for anyone listening, um, our attorney, our local attorney is Rob May of Rob May, Rob, uh, May Law Firm. Rob's been an incredible source of support for us. Um, the case is taking on such a bigger um, case than we, we originally thought. And so um, he has been partnered with um, Taylor Ring Associates down in L.A., and um, they are fantastic. They specialize in misconduct of school districts, and they um, have really been able to walk us through and help me see. Um, and so, yeah, we're just really proud. So I would say to anybody listening, if, if there is something you know or you need to share, um, please contact Rob May here in San Luis Obispo at May Law Firm. Spell that last name, please. M-A-Y. Okay. Another uh, teacher is texting in saying, Jane, you are a rock star. Stay strong, be the light. Oh, thank you. I love hearing this. You ever have doubt? You had the panic attack, but... Uh, I think in the beginning, I just had doubt just because I saw how the district was handling it. And I was like, wow, this really is just falling. Like all the, Everybody's giving the district credit. But now that I'm seeing how it's turning out, I don't have any doubt. Uh, Susan is texting in. Hey, Susan, I support Jane's courage and believe you and your family. I hope you win the lawsuit and receive <laughs> the maximum award and hope all the administrators involved are fired. Shame on them! Exclamation mark. Yes, thank you so much. But Susan, how do you really feel? I, I, I can't tell from reading this text. Can you, not to make light of it, but yeah, I, I know. You know, and no amount of money. I mean, of course, money is what makes the world go round. It's what changes policy. So, of course, this has to be about money. But yeah. no amount of money is going to matter if policies don't change. And you made that clear earlier that you're, you're you, there's money, but you want the change. I want the change. I want people to feel safe. Being an educator and not having to work with coworkers who tarnish other people's reputations, but I also want kids to walk in and feel safe, and I want them to know that when they're having lunch with a teacher, that it's a teacher being in the spirit of a teacher, not somebody who's trying to groom a child so that they can later become a predator and try to have a relationship with students. Um, as an educator, Jeff Brandau makes me sick. Uh, another text coming in. I see this as a complete betrayal of the students. You are strong to follow through. So, I mean, the, so the people are, are encouraging you here. Oh, thank you. Uh, and the specific policy, because I, I guess what I start wrapping things up with for you, with you, Mom, is do you honestly think anything's going to change? You know, I know that it's kind of a little bit of a David and Goliath, but I do. I think that. Um, I have faith that this San Luis Obispo community is not going to let this go to rest. I know that I will not let it rest. We will be at board meetings. We will be. What do you want our listeners to do? What's the call to action? I would love for listeners to go to the board meetings, whether you want to speak or not. 
email all of the board members. Let them know that their seat on the board is a voted board, and we will not keep them in those seats if Dr. Prater and Leslie O'Connor and Mrs. Mr. Dickinson and Mrs. Dellinger continue to be in a place of administration. Are you going to run for school board? Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> uh, Jane, lovely to meet you. Yes, you Sorry well. for the circumstances that brought us together. Yeah. What do you want to say in closing? Um, I appreciate all of the listeners that just responded with the support. Um, if you have something to say about something that's happening, say it because you know, you're strong and you can. Um, yeah, hope this all you know comes to an end at how it should. There's no yeah. doubt in my mind that you're telling the truth. I am. I wish yes. you well. Thank you so much. Mom, you get the final thought. Um, just as a community, if you don't want this to be swept under, you need to be active. You need to be emailing the board members. You need to be talking to these individuals every time you see them. You need to make sure that we are holding them accountable. Where is Jeff Brandel now? Do we know? Um, we do not know that. Um, as far as I know, they are having difficulty serving him the lawsuit papers. And it's not surprising because um, he got to hide behind a lot of people. And now that he doesn't get to hide behind those people, the coward can't be found. All right, folks. Thank you. Off we go. We got news and traffic and weather. Six o'clock hour starts now. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.